Welcome back to a brand new episode of Two Please. I'm your host Avin, and I'm your co-host Rohit. And our topic for today is nepotism. <laughs> to be specific, uh, we're going to talk about one specific product of good nepotism. There's good and there's bad. Uh, we're going to talk today about Zoya Akhtar. Yeah. So for those who don't know who Zoya Akhtar is, Zoya Akhtar is one of India's biggest directors at the moment. Has a slew of commercial and critical successes to her name. Also, one of India's like leading writers and producers comes from a family of writers and producers. Her brother Farhan is also an acclaimed director in his own right. I mean, he defined uh, a generation with his directorial debut, which is the Chata Hai, a, a movie we've spoken about on this podcast earlier. Her parents, Javed Akhtar and Hani Rani, are two of Bollywood's biggest uh, script uh, script writers. Uh, her father, formerly of the uh, Salim Jawed duo, that wrote about ten hits during the between the seventies and the eighties. Hani Rani has also been an act, an actress, has been a screenwriter, uh, infamously not credited for writing DDLJ, an issue that caused a divide between the actors and the uh, and the Chopras um, back in the day. Uh, you could say the family has been steeped in uh, in film culture. For most of their uh, most of their lives, Javed Akhtar's father was also a film lyricist back in the day, um, and so evidently <laughs> it runs in the family. I, I absolutely agree, and I feel their family is is to script writing and lyrics what I would say the Khans or the Bachchans are to acting, They're like the first family of of that side of mm. Bollywood. So great pedigree, um, and obviously. Not to take away from the work that Farhan and Zoya have individually done, but uh, having come from this family, getting—I mean, forget breaking into the film industry, it grew in grew in the film industry, right? So uh, there's obviously for those who know their stories of uh, Ritik and Farhan growing up together, playing like they literally grew up together the way like your childhood friends are, and uh, a lot of obviously you see that play out even in. Like Farhan has cast Ritik in Laksh, mm-hmm. likewise Zoya has cast Ritik in Zindagi Na Milegi Dobara. They, it's it's a very incestuous sort of, and I don't mean this in the wrong way. Uh, I mean, if you say incestuous, <laughs> possibly. I mean, there is only wrong incest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but in a sense, again, all of the outcome of these interactions, if it was shit, then we would have said, okay, that's just uh, you know bad product of nepotism. But like I said at the outset. Uh, for all that they've done she both both of them farhan and zoya they made good movies so mm-hmm. yeah, you I can't mean, fault them for it like at least they're not like a, a tiger shroff or a memo chakravarti <laughs> hey don't hit on me more dudes guy <laughs> <laughs> did nothing to get slandered like this poor fellow <laughs> um, but yeah, by the way we didn't we didn't start the show damn it we haven't okay we're starting the show <laughs> I am big. It's the pictures that got small. Coming back. Yes. 
Now, uh, where do we begin with Zoyakta? So Zoyakta um, went to Xavier's in Bombay, graduated from there, and then went to NYU Teach to study film. Uh, AD done a bunch of films um, for for Tony Berger, for for Meera Nair, and famously for Farhan Akhtar. She's she and Reema Kakti are two ADs. Are the first two uh, first ADs on uh, Dil Chahta Hai, and a movie I watched very recently. Again, for after what twenty five odd years, it's it's kind of I know we're talking about Zoya Akhtar, but I kind of wanted like pivot to Dil Chahta Hai for a hot minute. Uh, we were showing this movie to a friend who had never seen Dil Chahta Hai before. Is and that friend from India? Yeah. What the uh, fuck? Yeah, and he'd never seen the Chada. And his opinion on movies was that there's there were no good Hindi movies before the 2015s. And I was like, dude, <laughs> uh, what, what the? F- who is this friend? I, I mean, where? Okay, I mean, don't name and shame, but where are they from? What are these outlandish opinions? <laughs> He's like, I can't deal with Bollywood melodrama. All of that. Okay, fine. I understand that you're you're exposed to. Uh, you know, more commercial Bollywood growing up, and that has not aged very well. Like we were, we were trying to watch Dil to Pagal three weeks ago. Oh my goodness, that movie! You should show him the valley, the trifecta of poo. He will, yeah, yeah. he will be a lot more grateful for <laughs> all the other movies out there. Uh, nice, like class promotion. Even though I really don't, I want always. I want to pretend that next episode doesn't exist. It <laughs> makes my skin crawl every time I think of it. But yeah, uh, indeed. Uh, but anyway, so. And then we showed him Dil Chahta, and um, and halfway through the movie, he's like, "Dude, this thing is really good." I'm like, "Yeah, it's like, duh, this, this Dil Chahta." And then we stopped exactly on the 90 minute mark because it was obviously it was a, it was a half past 12. And I said, "Enough for today," and you don't have to watch the rest of the movie. You're perfect. Like the way the way we where we stopped just before the melodrama starts ramping up. Yeah, is just is is the perfect get off point if if there is one in the movie. And I had this was an issue I had with DC Achievement back in the days that I get you're trying to bring an audience that has been extremely or um, you conditioned to melodrama 90s Bollywood with soaring violin orchestra pieces and people crying and this love and this emotion. Uh, I I understand that's what in India was moving into the new millennium and. I maybe even I'm not the biggest fan of DCH because for the second half of it I feel it could have been I wouldn't even the second shorter. half there's there's that 30 40 minute uh, extreme melodrama section yeah word like the second last act you're just like bro you just like the energy of the movie came down but it's fine yeah. like yeah, yeah. The, what has ha- happened so far is so fun you are willing to trudge through it but anyways basically uh <laughs> So that and so anyway, our, our DCH uh, big huge success makes Farhan a household name. He goes on his own directorial path, and around two thousand nine, Zoya Akhtar finally debuts her film, um, which is a another movie star, you know, starring Farhan Akhtar uh, and a slew of Bollywood stars. But the two main leads are Farhan Akhtar and uh, the insanely underrated Konkana Sen Sharma. I wonder what happened there. um which is and the movie is of course luck by chance now have you seen luck by chance no i haven't that's the one movie of hers that i haven't seen i think and i've heard it's really good but it just the irony of her making a movie of about somebody trying to break in and the movie 
being directed by her starring konkana sen sharma who is aparna sen's daughter starring <laughs> farhan akhtar who is javed akhtar's son and a whole other slew of actors who are their friends because they grew up in the film industry i don't know if that irony is uh, intended or is she that blind i don't know i would i would like to think it's the former because obviously it's a de- so when directors are making their debuts generally and you want to go the safe route you want to go the hero and and the hero and there's a love story so generally i don't think this was a movie that people are going to go near because it was so unconventional for when it came out and i and i'm not saying that 2009's 2009 bollywood was this extremely regressive um era in bollywood actually far from it i think 2009 2007 2009 we saw some fairly interesting films and in 2009 was when the whole the rebirth of 70s bollywood began right you had wanted which came out i think a year prior to that and then dabang popped up like a year later so given the that landscape at the time i think it was a risk and um, i i think isha shivani is also in this movie and she plays that uh, a doid um heroine the daughter of a famous yesteryears heroine she plays ananya pandey <laughs> before ananya pandey yeah hey don't hate on chunky bro <laughs> i don't hate on chunky i'm hating on ananya <laughs> she that's bad nepotism <laughs> hey chunky was killing it i uh, but um, anyway this movie happens and this is one of my favorite films from the last 15 odd years especially out of bollywood it's strangely grounded especially for the kind of uh, the, su- the subject matter it tackles absolutely and i mean sorry to interrupt just on your point of it being an unconventional choice i mean jokes apart the irony mm. of it and all i mean mm. i won't even say joke but mm. uh, for a director who comes from bollywood to in her first movie poke fun at bollywood yeah is in itself also a sort of bold choice exactly i mean it can backfire so easily mm. yeah I mean yeah you you have to I guess you there must be like a certain sense of security that you should have before you before yeah. you start to poke fun at your at your peers especially in your directorial debut but I'm sure it went for like various rounds of approvals like guys I'm, I'm going to say this about you in a veiled way uh, is it okay is it okay <laughs> like ah, okay cool my favorite bit in this film is uh them casting uh, Anurag Kashyap to play like a screenwriter who <laughs> who essentially <laughs> rips off foreign films into hindi scripts <laughs> and that very was meta. the film is yeah, very meta the film is very meta and it's like it's also a um in a, it shines a light on how people change in the industry and this is told by i, I mean you you see it happening with the main character you see him um, obviously like he's good i mean then there are probably people better than him but it's just about how lucky you are in that industry luck plays mm-hmm. a huge part in uh, determining your success and failure and i mean you see towards the end of the film uh, there is where now farhan akhtar is more successful i'm i'm spoiling luck by chance if you haven't seen it already if you want to like skip spoilers skip ahead by 2 minutes and we should be done by then so towards the end of the film farhan and his friends go into a bar to go celebrate their success and that's where he meets shahrukh khan farhan says tells his friends you carry on and i'll um I'll, i'll catch up with you guys later and he sits with shahrukh and then shahrukh looks at him and says why did you send them away 
and it's like I just wanted to have a talk, conversation with you. It's like you need to understand that in this industry, people tend to forget who they are very quickly. But you have to remember to make sure that you you stick by the friends who stuck by you when things were really bad because they are the ones that truly matter. And that's what the and that's where the film ends. Uh, like nice message to leave yeah. leave it on. Yeah, and I think I mean Rithik is also in this film. Rithik plays like a rival co-star. Like he's a pretty big uh, star who's trying to vie for the role uh, that Farhanakhtar's character is, is playing. And I remember it coming out to it's it's a January release. So generally, in gen- movies in January don't tend to do too well. But this one had a a, a critical response. I don't think it did too well commercially because it wasn't. targeted let's say that all of the entire country would gravitate to because it wasn't it's loud. a nice it story was... but i even i am not really sure who the story is for exactly like it who are you talking to i think zoya at the time realized that she's going to target a very specific audience when it comes to films she she does not make movies that um that are immediately appealing to like the and to a vast audience uh, i think the only exception being gali boy but yeah by and large she she caters or she, she depicts the very the life mm-hmm. of the very elite yeah pretty much and i think what she does is i mean so i don't think a lot of uh, directors tend to shine a light on the inner workings of the elite yes there have been famously elite bollywood families in movies before but very rarely has there been like a, a deconstruction of uh of their psyche so to speak and Yeah, I mean, there's always been a Karan Johar, but I feel yeah. his rich families are a lot more manufactured. While mm-hmm. again, I have no idea. I'm poor, but uh, <laughs> I feel Zoya Akhtar's families, rich families, are a lot closer to what reality is. Pretty much, I think. It, I mean, obviously, it's with Bollywood. It's always dress up and ball to an extent, um, but for a lot, to a large extent, it's kind of pretty accurate with with regards to how. these families actually function and i think after after luck by chance she which was let's say uh, a sleeper hit to so to speak or just it, it i think it just about made its money she then moved on to a very ambitious project uh, a story about three friends like her brother had 10 years ago <laughs> defining a generation a new generation of of uh, of body movies to come uh, for the next decade which was the critical and commercial darlings in the ye na milegi dobara a movie that has aged wonderfully in my opinion still has yeah. immense rewatch value and tones down on the i mean there is still some melodrama melodrama attached to the entire um, like premise of the film but it doesn't overshadow the good bits I was going to say exactly the same thing when you were talking mm. about Dilchad. I in my mind mm. I had the thought like you know what, Zindagi na milegi dobara has the same fun, not as much. I mean, mm-hmm. DCH is funnier, mm-hmm. but it's it's as light and as fun as the uh, as Dilchad. But it doesn't have as much of the melodrama. It's not as weighed down by it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel the issues that Zindagi na milegi dobara talks about, at least the ca- issues that the characters have, again are a lot more real. चाहता है द मेलो ड्रामा इज वेरी फॉर्मुलाइक वेरी फिल्मी लाइक या ओके आई मीन आई गेट दफ बीट पार्ट बींग डिपल कपाडियाजोरी 
like farhan akhtar having an absent father or something as simple as uh, farhan akhtar having or whatever so rithik roshan's girlfriend having cheated on him with farhan akhtar and therefore that having a fracture uh, fractured their friendship or you know mm-hmm. they were having cold feet because he wasn't planning the proposal and how that in itself mm-hmm. is a comedic turn of events a mm-hmm. uh, lot more believable you've seen this stuff play out in yeah. in your extended friend circles at least so and it's it's tackled in a mature way but doesn't get too heavy exactly. i especially love the resolution of the farhan akhtar uh, and nasiruddin shah uh, like story arc mm-hmm. in in another movie you would have nasiruddin shah saying oh i'm so sorry i want to reconcile with you i didn't even know whatever mm-hmm. like and it's a happy ending and yeah. his daddy issues are resolved in that sense here mm-hmm. it's like no i mean i wasn't there because i didn't want to be there yeah. you're like wow that's so real yeah and just another another thing also that i i really liked about it was how it addresses people's fears they pick three three things to do on like one person on the trip has to make the other two friends do something like basically end up facing their fears and when rithik goes to uh, scuba dive with uh, with with katrina kaif and, and the crew the aftermath or rather the when he comes out of the water and he sits himself down that's a very real moment where He's yeah, just sitting yeah. and he's. I felt that scene. Yeah, and props to Rithik, props to Zoya to getting getting that emotion out so well. And then I believe around that time there's there's a there's a a lyric that Jared Akhtar wrote that Farhan recites over yeah uh, over that scene and really lends a lot of gravitas to it. Oh, of course we have the, we have the, the Tomatina Festival, which kind of became a a fad across the world. um after at least across india i say more than anything else they tried to host several of them across the country and realized what it would mean farmers in haryana are clutching their pearls like what are you doing, <laughs> you doing? <laughs> not just that i mean women generally across the country are like okay i am not going anywhere near this place <laughs> um and a lot of moments worth remembering in that movie great music also <laughs> yeah i had a moment of self reflection in the movie i'm like Okay, so they are each going to face one of their fears. I'm like, fuck! I'm afraid of all three of them. I can't. <laughs> I'm afraid of heights. Everyone's afraid of bulls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you already got married. It's just this. This is quite sad. Okay. What? Where, where, where did that come from? What was that <laughs> drive by for? <laughs> no, like the bachelor trip is what I was trying to talk about. Oh, like, oh, that way. That if way. you were to do oh, this okay. in real life. I would be like <laughs> maybe for mine that's it. Uh <laughs> I mean I went to Hungary Romania before but we didn't do any of this like our trip was very I I did one trek I went to a, a thermal bath that's it. I mean it's not bull chasing now is it or getting chased yeah, by bulls? Yeah it's not it's not mm. it's not. But yeah uh coming back to Zaren MD uh the quintessential body film of the of the 2010s I remember it came out in 2011 and it's it's a long movie but you don't feel the length it breezes past it's very well paced and as i was saying earlier the music in this film is excellent yeah and even if you look at the behind the scenes everyone on that movie had a ball while making it uh, they were chilling in spain it's spain basically it's an easy production let's yeah. let's be i mean you could be you could it could like tilt the other way right it you it 
it's an easy production it's very laxadaisical and then you end up getting a very laxadaisical movie on screen but it's not it's actually quite it's also- yeah yeah it, it's, it's very it, it's a tight film it's uh, it's not it, it doesn't overextend its welcome and and it, i feel it, it's a movie that ages well in the sense that it ages well with you exactly like, yeah when i watched it when it released that was i was what 19 i'm now 30 hmm. i feel i resonate a lot more with the movie now than i mm-hmm. would have done then because yeah. it's about like dilchata is a younger the, the cast is younger mm-hmm. they are facing fine like love and all that shit mm-hmm. keeping that apart they they they're not facing like i feel that nmd uh, there's an existential aspect to it Mm-hmm. in the sense that yes you are growing old yes mm-hmm. time is not something obviously the, the line is in the like the title is in the gina milegi though mm-hmm. time yeah. is not something you can get back yeah so obviously their way of capturing that time uh, in the whatever like making the most of it is a lot more elite they are renting cars in spain and all not everyone can do that <laughs> but in whatever way you can i think the message that the movie leaves with you is try and make the most of it because you're not going to get this time again mm-hmm. with your friends with like like you in in the case of abhay deol the marriage it, it is a it is a landmark event things change after that mm-hmm. so you have these landmark events like maybe even when you have a kid like things change irrevocably after that so yeah. make the most of whatever you want to do now Mm-hmm. uh that's a message that i feel you resonate more with as you grow older as you hit these landmarks uh, growing up yeah so and yeah i mean that that i haven't seen the nmd for a while i mean i've watched it about 3 years ago i guess and it still it remains fresh in my memory i know friends who've gone on the nmd route when traveling through spain because they've just been like oh I was something I've always wanted to do they've gone to that uh, cafe ventopilar or something where they, where they end up uh, <laughs> staying gone taking mm-hmm. photos outside it's just like it's one of those it, it ticks it's a it's a pretty film so people who are coming in to watch like who are looking for some sort of escapism are also being taken along for the ride because that's kind of what it's packaged as but then when you're sitting in the movie theater you get the oh here's like you like time is not waiting for you get up and move on and do things in your life mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be to the degree of what uh, to to what these folks can do and can afford to do you can see what uh, what options you have at your disposal and then make the best of what you have and then see where it goes from there yeah and I mean, if you can't go to spain go to parvati valley dude <laughs> go to mahableshwar and come yeah dude mahableshwar is not too far away i mean yeah but yeah that was zindagi na milegi dobara there's a, a quick shout out to the song senorita where the three leading cast members all sing and yeah. uh, the behind the scenes this is abeg looking at shankar hasan loy abeg looking at shankar hasan loy and saying are you guys crazy i can't sing <laughs> and and they're like no we'll we'll make it happen don't worry and you can tell abeg you can't sing in the song either but, but it's it kind of adds its own charm to it uh and but anyway that was zarin md and then she went on to exec produce right talash the year after which was in mm. 2012 and as we spoke about talash in the amar khan episode uh one of the few neo noir movies <laughs> that exist in india over the last yeah, 15 years yeah. 
just kind of not i would say that one and rat akeli are like out and out purest neo noir movies and to an extent ugly but mm-hmm. other than that neo noir is like few and far between in india so after talash in 2015 she drops dil dhadakne do which is easily her most successful movie till date i could be wrong and most successful movie do it will be gali boy dude oh yeah we're not even we're not gotten there okay yeah yeah 240 crores not even crores not even a yeah okay let's get back to it yeah so so after writing talash she jumps into uh, a 2015 family drama dramedy i'd say so much just, uh, yeah. to an extent it is dhru dhadakne do with an insane star cast on a cruise ship so it's basically four families that get invited on to a cruise ship each family has an issue with the other uh what could go wrong and i so i watched this and amir khan is in this movie as a dog because amir khan doing random things keeps popping up as as a dog a dog named sunny this is probably one of my most favorite ranveer singh performances i think he's really really charming and uh magnetic in this film he doesn't have to do a lot of heavy lifting it's not uh, he doesn't have to carry the movie on his shoulders but when it's he a dials, big ensemble of talented actors so. yeah so when he when he dials it back to this degree like this exactly yeah this is uh, and it's, it's 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 refreshing to say the least i think nobody in this movie is is giving a bad performance Uh, it's the same in Gully Boy with him. I mean, I'll, I'll speak more at length when we get to the movie. But again, when he dials it back and focuses on the performance, and he's not all over the place or mm-hmm. jumping all over the place, there's a really good actor in him. So apparently, when it took some convincing um, to get Anil Kapoor on board for this role, but this is probably one of Anil Kapoor's best roles in the last ten years. and um, yeah i think he was the funniest i mean not just when he was an asshole when his character was an asshole he was an out and out asshole but when he mm-hmm. was funny a lot of the humor of the movie comes from his character i feel yeah him and his relationship with shefali shah uh, yeah. his relationship with his children and then uh, rahul bose is also rahul bose has this over controlling husband um uh, i have to credit rahul bose's character for uh, learning that uh, rich people call it reading law as <laughs> a line where he says no he read law at oxford or something yeah yeah so now uh, so for those who don't know my wife is also a lawyer so I, but he she didn't go to oxford she went to pune so whenever <laughs> i tell people i i say punam read law at ils like it's <laughs> not hard work <laughs> hey pune is the oxford of uh, maharashtra <laughs> <laughs> yeah but anyways yeah even uh, it's a, i i would say it's a nice constellation of interesting characters mm-hmm. uh again uh, how do i put this their problems are in a they're in a bubble of their own problems which mm-hmm. i think 99.9% of india cannot relate to i agree uh, but it's fun to get an outsider's perspective i think this is the epitome of that Zoya after kind of dissecting the lives of the rich and giving the the rest of the other ninety nine percent and I a peek into how the one percent live and uh, it's a little satirical I would also say to a degree where she's poking fun at how uh, out of touch the rich are and yeah, the bizarre basically. sort of problems they have mm. like case in point being Ranveer Singh is uh, for the most part of the movie is agitated because. 
Anil Kapoor's character will not give him his own airplane to fly. Yeah, yeah. And his dream is to be a pilot. Not even a pilot. His dream is to just fly. Like yeah. for most of us, <laughs> uh, <laughs> ambitions of a non-paying job, one chamat you'll get at home. Like shut the fuck up and get your paycheck. I so, mean, my my dream is to like fly business class. I'd not actually fly a plane. <laughs> <laughs> like i all once, i want once. all i want in life is more leg space and it's not because i'm being this snooty bastard my legs hurt yeah, from sitting in long legs abin is 62 and he has bow legs and knock knees he yeah, is exactly. a, a very uh, specific specimen of humanity yeah. so yeah, somebody it, please it, give abin a business class ticket <laughs> #give abin a business class ticket <laughs> If I put this on the pod, no, approach, I probably will. My, my dad listens to all like the Indian episodes. He's going to be like, shameless human being. How can you ask people for <laughs> this? Is, is this how we brought you up? It's going to be good fun. But uh, the one thing I really liked about, uh, about Divdarakne though, and is obviously like the way it pokes fun at, uh, at, uh, at the rich and the elite. But I've seen firsthand, I've seen... Uh, issues like this crop up. I wouldn't even say it to that much of a dramatic effect, but somebody says something, someone, it becomes a case of Chinese whispers as it spreads across the family. Ultimately, the person who's being talked about gets pissed off and then they go and they confront the person and there's a whole, and people start taking sides. It's just like, I, I've seen this before when that was happening on screen, I was just laughing going, oh, this is, this is absolutely hilarious. And, uh, and it showcases just kind of how wrapped up in our own head we get sometimes uh, especially when when it comes to like big families and a lot of friends who I, who come from like bigger industrial families especially like family run business business run families have have had this issue where they're like oh you a lot of what they say speaks to us because as soon as uh, I, I like i have friends who moved into who own jewelry stores and sari stores and their lives have been conditioned since the day they got out uh, got out of the womb so they know exactly where they're heading they get go out. like in 12th back in 12th i remember these guys were in school during the day and they were in the shop during the evening and then the moment they graduated from undergrad they were married and there was a baby in the house within a year and they were still at the shop and it's that's just how it is uh that that's the way of life and but they take trips they take yeah, holidays I think that, that that's something i've also observed in like i I've heard stories of people from industrial families. Mm. Uh, you have a great life materialistically, but the trade-off yes. for that is your life is decided for you. Exactly. You don't really have um, choice. Like you, if you have to move someplace, you need permission. If you have to, like, yeah. you know, you, the, everything is a collective decision. And, um, that, and, and, you know, that's not always an easy thing to navigate. And I know when you marry into families like this or when somebody... Uh, you're, uh, someone you marry comes from a, like a nuclear family it's difficult for them to adjust because it's bro I would kill myself <laughs> not happening I mean thankfully you, you have now surpassed the realms of yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless tomorrow morning I wake up and you decide thank god for it. poverty <laughs> <laughs> fuck off this boy keeps saying he's poor he's anything but poor <laughs> <laughs> I've seen where he stays this this uh, for humility he keeps showing no take on chapel and throw at him 
Glass houses have been glass houses. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I want glass houses. Do you see where I am staying? <laughs> Literally, if I if I move in the other side, I hit a wall. <laughs> hey, my house has seepage. Don't talk to me. <laughs> I'm cutting this out. My house has coming ants. back. Coming back. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, you win. <laughs> it's New York, dude. New York summers. They're coming. <laughs> I think this is a good segue. Uh, us hmm. talking about seepage and rats is a good segue into uh, her next movie as well. Because oh, wow, dude, no, no, I am fucking crazy. <laughs> no, amazing. It wasn't even planned. <laughs> Now that's how you do a segue. Uh, so, uh, speaking of Zoya Akhtar's next film, I uh, I think this is a nice. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. What? You're still blown away by how awesomely I did that. Take your time, Avin. While I I'm not putting seepage and rats in the episode, dude. <laughs> dude, put it, dude. It's fine. People are going to think I live in some gutter. They think you live in some. It doesn't dude. matter, dude. It's it's for the art. It's in service of the art, Avin. That segue is worth it. Okay, fine. So speaking speaking of seepage and rats, I think there's a nice segue into uh, Zoya Akhtar's next film, which, in my opinion, is a huge departure for her uh, because she goes from uh, Pedder Road to Dharavi uh, in the <laughs> in this next film, or I would say what is GK two to Dharavi in the next oh film. Oh my god! Uh, we're talking about obviously 2019 Gully Boy, uh, which is again the Dharavi eight mile. Uh, yeah, basically, it. yeah. a uh, straightforward story uh the usual i mean hits the usual notes ticks the usual boxes but i think the brilliance of the movie is in the treatment and the performances mm-hmm. uh, both alia bhat and uh, ranveer singh are brilliant in their roles mm-hmm. in fact everyone is vijay raz as uh, ranveer singh's dad uh, i i forgot who plays his mom i don't think she's a very famous actor but she's mm-hmm. uh, done a really good job Uh, I think for me the standout was still Alia, who plays mm-hmm. this like firebrand of a character. If I remember correctly, isn't there also Kalki Koshin in the movie? Yeah, she Kalki, plays this. Yeah, she plays producer, his producer who, friend. Yeah, who helps him out, and when they have a small thing on the side or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, again, and Siddharth Chaturvedi debuts in this film, which was yes, uh, yes, yes. And I quite liked him in this movie. I thought he was. Mm, Much better than what That's, what happened with Gera, yeah. But yes, all his subsequent roles still are not. He hasn't hit the heights he did with his debut. I feel. Yeah. So, what do you no, feel? I mean, I have a lot. Gully Boy for me was just like it. It felt like like a very watered down take on the Bantai scene. Um, mm-hmm. And I get, and I get, you want to make Bantai accessible to uh, every like every part of the country, and that is. Vice did. Vice has a great documentary on on the Bantai scene, on the on the groups, how Divine came through, um, how Nazi came through, and you know just uh, uh, and the other groups that 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 exist and what they're and what the success of Kali Boy has brought for them. They're in they're, as as a matter of fact, a lot of those groups are in the movie. And yeah. I remember when seeing the trailer for this when the first teaser trailer dropped, where Ranveer Singh is freestyling, supposedly freestyling. Um and I remember being blown away by it. So dude, like, the dude, trailer was hype, man. Yeah. I remember. Whoever cut that trailer, like, is probably the reason why most people went to watch that movie. And yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, like it, 
you I remember this is oh dude, this is this is crazy and I hope it's not like as you mentioned the Ravi 8 mile and it turned out to be exactly that I mean it was a very standard uh racks to riches this boy comes from nothing and in terms of the storytelling perspective it, it didn't do much for me like i think performances are great the movie the music is also um is also nice is it's great direction and never a dull moment but i'm like there's nothing here that i haven't seen before so maybe i am not the the audience because i am like i, I watched it my when it came out back in 2002 because we were all adolescent children uh, secretly listening to eminem so we were big fans of his growing up and then you've seen every if you see a musical biopic you know where the story is going maybe i expected it to be a little more uh out there but i guess that would have disconnected with a lot of what would have been a really good movie but <laughs> just struck me imagine he wants to be a rapper but he's like really shit <laughs> that would have been interesting that's a movie we should write so yeah like mm-hmm. apna time aayega nahi aayega chal chal <laughs> we'll call it hardly boy so the <laughs> yeah perfect hardly boy <laughs> i mean I, i i agree with like i i myself called it out that it's a very predictable movie but i mm. feel like going into the movie like you might have expected it to have something different mm. i kind of knew it is going to follow these beats mm-hmm. uh, pun intended but uh, i was like you know what i'm 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 along for the ride and the performances make it worthwhile the music makes it worthwhile the last act of any movie that is predictable the last act is going to be a drag which it was mm-hmm. because you know how it is going to end and at that point you are just you know going through the motions so and it is a tad too long i'd say at least 20 30 minutes longer than it needed to be mm-hmm. but uh, again we have seen 8 mile and therefore have that reference i'm sure this movie reached out to a lot of people who may not have had that reference so for yeah. them it is still a it is still a new take or whatever it's a new world that was opened up to them and i agree with you on it being a watered down representation of the bantai scene because uh i started listening to that music after i watched the movie and bro that's a lot more hardcore and it's a yeah. mood like yeah. there are times of the day or you know times of the week where you listen to and you are like vibing with divine and nazi mm. other times it's just like you what is this exactly <laughs> it's too like local yeah. Yeah. so it's it's a vibe and it's not something that's for everyone or for even every day so mm-hmm. I, i and it needed to be watered down for the movie to have mass appeal mm-hmm. uh, i feel it does the music industry a service the movie mm-hmm. Uh so for that I I hold it in high regard but yeah had she been bolder she could have done something more with the story I had like this one I don't know this one thing that really bugged me was the ending of the film because they build up this uh, it has two endings it has one the, the build up where uh he has that face off in the end which she ultimately yeah. ends up winning and for me that's how the movie should have ended but then mm. that that goes off and then he goes into that uh then then he performs in front of his parents then he goes into a club and then he performs again and i'm like okay fine this movie should have been wrapped up 20 minutes ago i like right now there's no there's no tension like if you're building up if you with the thing with 8 mile is that towards the end when he has a face off with anthony anthony mackie he flips the script on him and starts insulting himself and so he's like okay now you say something about me and that's something that none of us saw coming even though we expected him to probably wipe the floor with him lyrically in in the, in the movie uh but 
but here it was like okay this is the face off this has happened okay now the movie is going to end it has it's what i call the lord of the rings problem too many endings i was yeah. just going to say dude <laughs> return of the king ending it was like oh yeah. another happy ending another happy yeah, like, bro it's done <laughs> yeah so do you return of the yeah, do you mean jack nicholson all have the same problem uh, <laughs> but um yeah i i, I think besides gully boy I, i mean i remember having very strong arguments about people who absolutely love this film and i guess i have no problems with them loving this movie it's just not what i there's a, again i'm just mm-hmm. hypothesizing but there's a good chance these people may not have watched eight miles probably, then this yeah. is a all new Pro- probably yeah and For them this is a landmark movie like what a yeah. path breaking movie yeah, yeah so i mean, i get it too i mean i'm like okay fine great i mean more so this than padmavat oh my goodness i had a huge time convincing people that padmavat is a bad movie Oh yeah but but uh, yeah I, I i guess it's 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 mm-hmm. relatively an easier pill to swallow gully boy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i mean again that's being that's me being harsh it's a nice movie guys mm-hmm. even if you watch eight mile if you have spare 3ish hours on a weekend do give it a give it a watch it's a nice mm-hmm. one time watch at the very least yeah i think that's kind of the best way to put it yeah and after this i think she moved into more um she moved into, into web series development I, i think she did ghost stories around she so she has like two anthology stories and yeah bombay uh, talkies and ghost stories then ghost stories i didn't I mean, mind her ghost stories entry i thought it was okay like which is focused on on janvi kapoor and this old lady and I, i thought it was it, it wasn't like the worst story amongst them probably the third out of the five i still think the barker banerjee's story in that um in that anthology is probably the best and not many people liked it because of the issues it tackles uh but that's besides the point anyway so now she ends up going to amazon and her and farhan and ritesh sadwani obviously excellent entertainment right they end up putting out a television series called uh made in heaven which focuses on two wedding planners in mixing with the elite in delhi and bombay each tackling their own demons one girl is married into a rich family does the girl in the partnership this guy and this girl the girl is married into a rich family she herself comes from a very poor background so she's struggling with um the dynamics of it all and uh, her her partner is also struggling with his own demons he's a gay man living in uh, in mumbai and it's it's basically dealing with a generation that either doesn't understand it or thinks it's it's wrong even uh, based by based on their standards and so it's him navigating that world she's navigating her own issues and i remember watching this and initially thinking oh the first two episodes of this going okay this i i this is going to be like these guys go to a wedding they plan their wedding is going to be one big issue and then resolution at the end with with like a uh, with a moral of the story kind of vibe going for it I was pleasantly surprised with how it with how it progresses, and given the absolute crap that Netflix has been doling out in the Indian subcontinent, especially when it comes to content, this came out in twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, and it's still probably the best example of um, um of of like a streaming series that exists right now. Maybe say the first first season of Sacred Games is. up there because when it did come through it was revolutionary and 
we need to talk about uh, self choices in a, and like in picking random things in, in another episode but i'd say this probably and uh, and mir and secret games are two of the standouts uh, when when it comes to streaming platforms in the last 5 years or so i agree and i mean mm-hmm. similar to a lot of our other prior work while the decadence shown in the uh, mm-hmm. series is probably a little disgusting or off putting mm-hmm. the underlying character dynamics character arcs and motivations how people deal with the situations there in is there's a surprising amount of depth to it mm-hmm. and uh, i remember punam making me watch made in heaven and oh, so again mm. i'm half serious here but generally whenever she makes me watch something i always approach it with a a bit of disdain yeah. like mm. eh, i don't like i'm being made to watch this but props to the show uh, by the end of it i was like you know what this, i'll i'll give it it's a nice show mm. uh, it, i mean uh, she made me watch four more shorts please yeah which is this is like yeah exactly uh, so, game. <laughs> four more shorts please was the and i remember when it came out and they keep plastering it on asia pacific week uh promotions and on on the amazon website here and to which i say switch that over with made in heaven because the more people you send to watch for more shots please the more annoyed people will be with uh, with us i like the harder it is going to be for h1b visas they will be like don't get indians here they watch that they make that stuff <laughs> but there is one there's only one funny joke in print for more shots please that I really like where it's it's a very new york joke where this guy is talking to a fellow at a party and he says oh you live in new york or do you live in new york and new york is basically jersey is famous for uh having a lot of indians yeah. live there you know i was in Ed- edison for 3 years <laughs> i've been to i've been to new york airport <laughs> <laughs> when oh really i didn't know yeah yeah like 2011 to is what i was 2007 no 2005 to 7 he was there mm. oh edison now has like a manivar on one side and a malabar gold on the other side like literally i'm driving through and i'm just and i put, and I put my hand on side where am i what is this place in <laughs> in the city if you're crossing the road cars generally slow down and edison they speed up and that made me all nostalgic yeah. uh i was like oh my god i feel like a, i feel like i'm at home <laughs> not really but but yeah. um, coming back coming back to uh made in heaven um mm. again a good watch definitely a good watch uh for those of you who even has an amazon account now but uh, yeah also really accessible to a global audience so i've made a lot of my friends watch this and a lot of my friends have made their friends watch it who have grown up here basically very white americans black americans and uh, you know uh, people who aren't exposed to indian culture so to speak and it really had dispelled the myth to an extent yes they were aware of the whole song and dance routine and everything and yes made in heaven still showcases the whole uh, opulent yeah, like americans must think indians must be doing a bunch of acid like what is happening at these weddings <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no the weddings are definitely like the biggest culture shock for them i've had a few friends who've come on for friends weddings and they're like this thing goes on for 3 days and it's non-stop yeah. from the cat that's how it is i was very happy because this i mean it's 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 a show that's told in hindi and english but obviously you require the help of the assistance of subtitles and in a country that is famously uh anti subtitles for some reason it's mm-hmm. it's good to see that it's catching on so i think the only other piece of work that remains to be discussed again 
can't really say anything about it is uh, she's working on a movie based on the archies i'm just interested to see how that pans out in the indian context i just hope it's nothing like the riverdale show that we got a few years ago because mm. what started off as this weird like uh, gritty take on a clearly happy suburban neighborhood um turns into this weird twin peaks esque show i don't aliens. understand why it has aliens it has aliens at some point <laughs> yeah, i don't know this i don't know why everything has to be gritty dude like world is shitty enough as it is why do you want to add realism to your movies also i in properties which are an a means of escape right yeah it's like saying you turn vinny the poo into this depressed alcoholic who is like uh, honey is code for mead and like, why do you have to it's like taking stuff that you love and dark i don't know i hope she doesn't go down that path uh, if anything let her make everyone in the in the universe very rich and which happy like <laughs> Yeah, I mean, let's see where that goes. I think it stars. Uh, this is Swana Khan's debut. I think it's Swana Khan. Oh my Khan god! And uh, that is the one complaint I will continue to have with Zoya Akhtar. She is a proponent of the the whole nepotist movement. Swana Khan and Agastya Nanda, who I think are just the new disgusting. <laughs> But Agastya Nanda doesn't come from a film fan. Film fan, isn't he? I'm guessing. Nanda is that uh, Abhishek too Amitabh's daughter no uh, must be her <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry I was trying to catch you off guard but then I realized we no, 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 I, I, <laughs> I've been on body blinds and gossip enough <laughs> anyway but yeah I don't so, know hmm. I think the problem that you currently have with her is that she only promotes film stars that what Karan Johar was accused of doing so in the past I think he's trying to shy away from that but I uh i don't know zoya will i don't think she needs to either like her films she makes good films it's just that she puts them on yeah what she feels are more dependable I mean, these two can act well okay but mm. i don't know it leaves a bad taste in my mouth but that's my opinion mm. which doesn't really matter so it's <laughs> yeah who is getting made with or without your approval right <laughs> <laughs> ंग independently she does she has made uh, good stand alone movies which uh, are worth at least a, a, a one time watch whenever you have some time with you and you want to feel a little better uh, mm-hmm. she's not in the whole anurag kashyap sort of dairy downbeat camp her movies yeah this is her ugly her ugly her movies aren't it's not like yeah exactly so they 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 leave you with a, a a spring in your step and a, a nice smile on your face so mm-hmm. whenever you feel you are in need of that you should definitely check out azoya after yes that is that we are back next week we will see you on the next one until then take care so they open their big mouths and now came talk